<clears throat> World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey! Easter's over. Now what do we do? What do we Christians do now that Easter's over? Hmm. I, I was thinking, uh, uh, I, was talking, I was giving my wife a big hug this morning. Just was 40, I don't know, what have we been, 42 years? 42 years. And we had something, we had a get-together. Betty came to our get-together last night. It was good to have Betty there. And I... And uh, Betty, I don't know if it was after you left or not. My daughter whipped out some uh, old, what we call old Dobby movies. And they were movies of when my, our 40, uh, nearly 40-year-old son was four. So it's, those are 36-year-old videos on, on, old v, on old VHS tape. You remember those, right? And my daughter copied them, sent them someplace and had them copied onto some DVDs. And she played, of them, played some of them last night. And I was watching. I was looking at myself. My dad was in there. My, uh, gee, just a lot of, a lot of forty-year-old memories. You know, thirty-six-year-old memories running through your brain at once. And you know what? I, I just uh, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. I was just really profoundly touched by how grateful I am for for the cross. Us, I, I was so lost, man. I was so lost. Michelle was so lost. We were just two little, two young uh, people trying to live a life uh, with our Catholic upbringing, and she was raised Catholic as well. And a form of godliness, denying the power there. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the way it is. And a form of godliness. I thought I was a good guy. I was, I I didn't have morals. I had standards. We used to laugh about that, you know, meaning there really wasn't anything that was right or wrong. Was, I could justify about anything I did. Moral relativism is what I later found out. Situational ethics is what they call that. I was raised in that. Most Americans raised in that today, by the way. Most, most Christian Americans raised in situational ethics. You can do something wrong if you have a good reason to do it. That's situational ethics. And that's me. And I think if you talk to people, they'd probably tell you that I was, I was a good guy. Michelle was a good good girl, raising a family. And I just, uh, on Easter Sundays, I looked at those videos like, uh, wow. You looking at me, folks? I couldn't go back no matter what. Nobody could ever steal what the Lord placed in my heart. And, that, and that's the, really, that's a battle that we're facing today, I think. Um, old things pass away. The Bible says, behold, old things pass away. All things become new. And I find myself, I'm sure you too, speaking with people who think they don't have a clue. I mean, the, the, many of them churchgoers, good people, like I was, situational, situational ethics, had a sense that some things were right and some things are wrong, but not really wrong. You could, uh, you could go pound seven beers and drive home in your car and look at porn. I mean, that's okay. I mean, Jesus would forgive you. Anybody out there know what I'm saying? Anybody can give me a thumbs up? That, folks, that's where, that's where most Christians live. That's where most church-going people live. And the facade, I hate to use the term, the facade of Easter Sunday is uh, just kind of plays into it. I don't know, I didn't watch any sermons yesterday. 
But I just know what the sermons were about. They're about people getting saved, and thank God about people getting saved. But what do you do with them when they're saved? What do you do? How, how do you help them get their eyes open? And when their eyes are open, when your eyes are really open, how do you? How can you possibly go back? It's like, it's like the vaccine thing. How could I ever? How could they ever convince me now, ever, ever, to take a shot? How could I? I don't care how many more variants they bring. I don't care what the next thing is. They're never gonna. They're never gonna get me to go back and do that again. They're never gonna do that. Why? My eyes are open. Old things have passed away. I see what's going on. I try to explain to others what's going on. I see the blank stare. They don't get it. Because why? They haven't received the knowledge of the truth. So I'm grateful today for salvation, for my personal salvation. But now that Easter Sunday has become April 18th, Monday, what good is my faith other than simply going to heaven? What am I supposed to do now? Now that I'm saved. Now that I walked that aisle and said that prayer and was forgiven of all my sins, now now do I pray for do I pray for financial blessing? Is that the next thing that I do? Do I pray for health? Now is, it, is that what I do? Do I uh, sit around in, in my house and offer up prayers all day? Yeah. What, what, what do I do? What what does a Christian do? What what do I do with my salvation? And here I am, 69 years old, sometimes still asking it. And I've said before, you could go to the average Christian, I'd go to the average pastor and ask him what you do now that you're saved. You get a thousand different answers. What do you do now that you're saved? So I just want to acknowledge, thank God for my salvation today. Thank God for a saved wife. Thank God that that Christ is at the center of our marriage, at the center of our family. And it causes strife. Causes strife because not everybody's, everybody, I can't say everybody. A lot of them still think Uncle Dave's crazy. I can't go back. Can you go back? Can you go back to that that shallow Christian living? Can you go back to that? How could you ever possibly be happy doing that? Well, when you're happy doing it, it's because you're fulfilling the lust of the flesh. You try to, you try to fill fill your life with stuff that the Lord gave you, and say, "Boy, I'm so blessed. The Lord gave me this, and the Lord gave me that. Boy, am I blessed!" And it isn't even about any of that. Not really. I mean, it is, but it isn't. So Rochelle sent a song this morning. Uh, well, I just want to play real quick. Spencer, you can play it at 1.5 speed. It's number number two on the list there. It's by Casting Crowns. It's called When the Godman Passes By. I don't think, I don't know if I'd ever heard it. But it did It did witness to me. I, I, I couldn't go back. I can't go back. <laughs> Burn the boats. Can you go back? Can you go back? I can't go back. Let this bless you here this morning. Go ahead. When the God man passes by, the blind will see and the dead will rise. Redeemed will dance and broken wings take flight. When the God man passes by, Amen. I was a hollow man, my treasury despised and rightly so. Even though my chains were gold, I'm still a slave and reaping what I'd sown. Call it desperation, I just had to see his face. So like a child, I climbed a sycamore tree. When the con man called my name, I knew I'd never be the same. Amen. Cause when the con man passes by, blind will see and the dead will rise. Redeemed will dance and broken when the God man passes by I was a 
can't see <laughs> the people you're dealing with they can't see it they can't see it remember the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit neither can he he can't see it because god man hadn't passed by him it just hasn't they haven't seen him haven't seen him so i want to encourage you today that <laughs> uh you're peculiar if you're watching this show you're peculiar and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Amen. And I just want to acknowledge today that uh, that uh, Resurrection Sunday, that day wasn't any different to me than, than it is this morning. No, nothing different. My faith is real and alive and transforming every day that I walk the earth. And I couldn't go back no matter what. I could not go back. I thank God for it. I thank God for the friends I've lost and the friends I've found. Thank God for the passage of time. Thank God that who knows why he, he passed by me. He passed by my wife. Grateful for that. Uh, Myra, get ready to pray. Reggie, come on in. Can't hear you. Something that you asked a minute ago uh, before you played that song, which reminded me of my darkness, um, that was I was saved. But you said, what do we do now? You know, we're, we're called to do is we have to build up the body and the truth because so many Christians have been fed untruths that they believe are Christian. Mm. And now we know the truth and it is our obligation to build up the truth again. And build up, rebuild the church. Battles over the truth. Um, <clears throat> Brian, was it Brian? I got so much stuff over the weekend. Maybe it was, uh, who was it? Ryan, maybe it was Ryan or Brian. One of them sent me a, a, about an hour long video, hour and 19 minutes long video of Chuck Missler. Very, very well respected um, Christian teacher. What would you call Chuck Missler? And boy, did he, did he chew up. Easter and spit it out. <laughs> I can tell you that. Did he ever chew that up and spit it out? And uh, we got we have to we have to move beyond the Easter. Come on in, Myra. Praise 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 up there, Myra. I sure will, Coach. Good morning, Saints. How we doing? Uh, John seven thirty seven thirty eight. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. 
He that believeth from me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Harrow and open Amen. our hearts to you. Revelation 12, 7 to 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael yes, and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against uh, his angels and prevailed not. Neither their praise found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, the Amen. old serpent called the devil. And Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out in the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Mm -hmm. Psalm 89, 1 through 7. I will, King James Version, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With Amen. my mouth will I make known my faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built upon forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. Have I made a covenant with a chosen? I have sworn into David my servant. Thy seed will establish forever and built upon thy throne to all generations, Selah. And, and the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in the heaven can be compared unto you, Lord, who among songs of the mighty can be linked unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And be had in reverence be of all them that are about him. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen King James Version, and no marvel, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Matthew twenty nine nineteen to twenty King James Version. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Second, um, First Corinthians 2a, King James Version, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they know it, they will not have crucified the Lord of glory. I release the faith, love, and peace to you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> hey, a couple things of news I want to pop up here real quickly. Uh, pull up the first one, Spence. Old school survival bootcamp.com. I caught wind of this. This is just, it's here in a couple weeks. Uh, just south of about an hour south of where I am. May 13th through 15th. It's a survival homestead Stead skills for the modern world. So it's unbelievable. Click on schedule if you could there real quick there, Spence. Uh, I, I just spoke to Michelle about my wife about this. I'm, I might do that. I might go down there. If anybody's interested in it, it's, it's like I, they're going to teach you all that stuff that we all need to know, how to slaughter animals, how to make weapons, how to use weapons, how to can, how to pot, all, all of it. And uh, you can camp on site if you want to. This is not a past the salt ministries event, but I think it's something that's uh, worth checking out. So if you would, Spence, just stick this in the chat for everybody that they can see it. And uh, uh, I just think it's it's good. It's one of the things we try to do here, really. We would like to do here at uh, past the salt at our own boot camps. Oh, old school survival boot camp. I got this from the resistance chicks. They're the ones who made me aware of it. Teresa, do you know something about it you want to say? Yes, I think all the campsites are taken, and possibly the cabins are taken, too. Yeah, so, because you're one hour from here. You can camp here at Sky if you want to go. We can drive down in the morning. It's only about an hour, maybe maybe an hour and 10 minutes. And it's it goes from like 9 in the morning till 5 in the evening, so you'd be able to come home. So anybody that's interested in going, uh, there it is. You have to make your own reservations, but, but let me know about that if you're interested, okay? Number three, number three Spence, pull that up there real quick. I just want to thank all of you for praying for Doug Hagman's granddaughter. And uh, we have a video about that, if I can get that up here. 
special message from Maya to viewers. There's Doug and his granddaughter right there. Go ahead and play if you can. I mean, I know you can't. Hi, folks. Doug Hagman here. Happy Resurrection Sunday. I've got a very, very, very special guest with me today. And uh, she's got something she wants to say to you. I want to introduce you to Maya. Maya is my granddaughter. She's a beautiful, beautiful girl. And she just wanted to come by the studio and deliver a message to everybody out there who was praying for her and sent emails and mail. Maya, do you have something to say to everybody? What do you have to say? Uh, I don't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for praying. Thank you for praying. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for my prayers. Yeah. Well, I want to thank I want to thank everyone for uh, for your prayers. We heard from everyone from uh, uh, my goodness from South Africa to Australia to uh, Italy to all over the United States, Canada, uh, all over North America. That's all. We just wanted to say that, and also have a very very happy Resurrection Sunday. Mm. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. <laughs> thank you, folks. Have a great day. Hey, man. For all of you who. Uh... We lifted up the Hagman Hagmans in prayer. Uh, just to thank you, thank you from Doug. Hey, I want to veer away here a little bit. I want to talk uh, a little bit. I know a lot of you spent last Thursday, I think it was, watching the Paul Goslin saga, and we didn't get a whole lot of chance to talk about it on Friday because I just had a lot of stuff I wanted to lay on the table. But I want to I want to talk a little bit about that right now, if we could pull up. Uh, which one is it? No, that's not it. It says, yeah, Paul Paul made the front page of the Kennebuck journal today kennebuck journal i suppose that's a small little newspaper in kennebuck maine and of course uh they're not making paul hearing begins for waterville physician i think if we scroll down to bottom by the way paul you were young and a little bit chunkier there in that picture scroll down there a, a little i don't know i read something more there it is there it is polly says the crucifixion begins and uh you know they paint an ugly picture about paul what's it say down there He's had new business suspended. No, he's had a Waterville doctor faking the loss of his medical license said he did not take did not take standard steps to gather information about medical history, previous ailments before issuing letters, recommending yada yada yada. And then they're going to talk about all the trouble that Paul's been in. Hey, Paul Goslin, tell everybody here just exactly what it was that you did that these people are so mad about. You were, evidently you wrote some letters, Paul. Is that what it was? You wrote some letters for people not to take the vaccine. Is that really the gist of this, Paul? <laughs> you, you should you should know that was uh, after about two and a half years of gang stalking, so I was pretty sick. Um, and that was five years ago. And I, I know vanity always plays into this, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't really know. I know that what they're doing is they're trying to avoid COVID altogether because that's a no win. They can't prove that lie. Okay. Because all the signals are out there. People, they, the numbers of people dead, they don't want me to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I have a number of people in Maine stands up to want to uh, be witnesses to, you know, how they got better and, you know, the, the, everything else. They're not, they're not interested in that medicine, are they, Paul? This this medical board is not interested in whether or not people got better from your treatment. That's they're not interested in that, right? I, I wish you guys could have seen the closed session. Uh, they they were badgering this uh, poor woman who I did a letter for. She works at a mill, and they badgered her for twenty minutes. These doctors and lawyers twisted and turned her. And she had three vaccines, she had blood clots, she had everything, but they twisted it to get her to say something against me. Is You know, it was just, it was me and Ron, my lawyer, were, you know, we're, we're kind of in touch with that uh, humanity that they seem to be unable to bring up. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know how to tell you this, but it, I felt extremely bad after that. And it was a blessing. <laughs> so, Paul, what, what you, what, what you, let's, but from the gist of this thing, if I understand it, I, I couldn't watch all of it. 
some of us have a life, right? I, I couldn't watch all of it. But it got right down to the fact was they were mad that you didn't, get, first of all, you didn't fall in line and follow their recommendations. And worst of all, Paul, you wrote letters telling people uh, they didn't have to get a vaccination. And Paul, you didn't get to do any medical research on the person. You didn't call their doctor. You just took their word for it. And you wrote them an exemption. And they came to you. These are people who were not going to take the shot no matter what. They'd already made the decision. They're not taking the shot because they thought that maybe they were harmful to them. They knew people were getting sick by them. They just had uh, they had reasons why they didn't want to take it. They said, Dr. Paul, we're not going to take that test. I don't want to take it. I don't take it. Would you please write me a medical exemption? Basically, that's what it was, is it not, Paul? And that's what they're pissed off about. I see it a little differently. Um, um, what they, like I said, the, the letters are just, it's a formality. I just need a signature. I don't grant exemptions. Their bosses do. Folks, folks understand this. Paul wrote a letter. They, somebody else wrote a letter in a lot of situations, and Paul signed it. The person said, I don't want to take it, medical reasons, yada, yada, yada. Paul signed the letter. Paul doesn't grant exemptions. He wrote the letter saying, I support their position. Would you say that's true, Paul? That was pretty much it. Here's the other side of that coin. You know, after I started writing these letters, especially for the nurses and doctors and medical workers, I realized that that was very true because their bosses were denying it, even if they were pregnant. Okay, they were denying even if they were um, had clear history of uh, vaccine injuries. And so... I, I knew. And then, then eventually I said to people, listen, it's probably not going to work, you know, but maybe by the grace of God, it does. Those people that it was granted to, they're being twisted all over the place right now. And I, I kind of saw that coming because they're going to have to either jump off that wagon at the hospital and stop working for those demons or they're going to sell their soul. So, Paul, what they what they were trying to do that- – as I, again, as I listened to it, and some of the other listened heard it differently than I did, what they want you to do is they want you, as a physician, to not care what the patient wants. They want you to support the position of the medical system. Would that be a fair assessment? If somebody comes to you and says, I don't want to take it, I'm afraid to, I heard, I saw this, and I saw this, and I don't really know, but I'm afraid to take that, I could... Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to lose sleep. I'm going to, uh, Paul, that's enough for a medical, that's, that's a medical reason, isn't it, Paul? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, uh, one of the Supreme Court judges said just the idea that I don't want to do this, you know, medical thing is enough. But the other part of that is, you know, these EUs, these emergency authorizations. So at the same time that I'm, you know, they're saying there's nothing you can do but get the vaccine. I'm handing out these meds and, and sending oxygen to people's houses and everybody's doing well. And they're all getting my blessing at the same t- time. God's asking me to do this. I don't know what was going on, but it was fun. And so I'm seeing this, which is telling me there's hope you're going to get better. And then they're saying there's no hope. And it just, it was really twisted. I, uh, but Paul, Paul, they're not, they're, they, although they are, the focus of the investigation is not the fact that you treated people. It's the fact that you wrote letters for people saying they didn't have to get a vaccine. Isn't that it, Paul? I mean, yeah. you, you, you could have you called in 100 people, said, oh, yeah, he took care of me. He gave me this and this and that. They didn't want that information, did they, Paul? They didn't want proof that ivermectin worked and hydroxychloroquine and zinc. They didn't want that. They didn't want that on the record. They just wanted on the record the fact right. that you wrote exemptions without doing proper medical research in the background of the person you wrote the letter for. Is that it, Paul? That is it. But the problem is they can control that part. They can't control the next part when my lawyers question me. So it's not going to be pleasant for them. I'm going right for the gut. I, yeah. And I say that, it, it, I'm just going to tell the truth. You know, <laughs> I'm going to say what happened, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, you understand? Do you understand how? Again, remember that Satan is the author of confusion. They're not mad that Paul wrote exemption letters. They're mad he treated them with hydroxychloroquine and zinc, and st- people got well. That's what make. That's hard for us to believe, isn't it? Mm. That's hard, folks. That's hard for us to believe. That's that's how that's how evil the medical system. Has become. I don't know about you guys. You know, Michelle and I were talking about it was the last night, one one night this week, one day this week, one time when I saw her this week. Uh, if I get sick, I'm not going to go to the hospital. That'd be that would be almost a last resort that I would ever do is go to the hospital. I got several doctors I'm going to pick up and I'm going to call, phone them, and if they if they say, "Listen, you got to get in there for this," but I'll be daggone if I am going to a hospital anymore. Paul, am I crazy for that? Am I crazy to say that, Paul? No, hell no. You know, and I asked myself over and over again, how many, how come so many doctors um, just kind of acquiesce to this? And and then there's this concept called Semmelweis reflex. I, people should look it up. And this guy developed washing your hands between patients to save lives, right? And he he was he was against a, a stronghold, this of all these doctors that this post enlightenment period in which um, they believed in this new enlightenment, which was the science and no longer believing in God. Mm. It was, it's a fascinating understanding how the mind works. Um, And, you know, I I just been blessed because I'd never been part of the club, to be honest with you. I I just had one goal in mind. It was simple. I want to be a healer. Who the hell is a better healer than Jesus Christ? Uh, I'm sorry. That's what goes on in my mind. Why wouldn't I want to be doing something like that? I'm sorry, but. So, Paul, why aren't they calling? I suppose you'll get a chance here at some point. Are you guys going to call in your witnesses? They're going to say what great treatment you did. Oh, it's complex. (laughs) Oh, they hate that. They don't want that out there, do they, Paul? Well, I'm uh I'm going to have to debate my lawyer, uh, lawyers on this, but I'm going to tell them the truth. You know, it's like, hey, Paul, it reminds me, I don't know if I, if I had time, I'd pull that scene up there. It reminds me of the blind man when Jesus spit into the, by the way, he spit into the mud and wiped it on the blind man's eye and the blind man, powerful video of that in uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And the guy washes his eyes and he comes back out and they drag him before the board, just like Paul went before the board, right? So they drag this blind man to the board. And they say to him, you're not telling us hydroxychloroquine made you healthy, are you? You're not telling us ivermectin made you healthy, are you? You're not telling us zinc made you healthy, are you? And what the blind man say? I don't know. All I know is I was blind, and now I see. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but this man gave me this medicine, and now I can see again. That's really it, isn't it, Paul? That's really it. They they don't they don't want healing to be part of the program. Yeah, it's it's deeper than that. They they want to be the uh, the gods. Mm. You've heard the expression, you know, my yeah. doctor plays God, and yep. that's the mindset that they have. Yeah, we treat them like that too, don't we? We treat them like gods, right? Hell no, I don't treat them like that. <laughs> we treat them like that. I'd say, come on in, Craig. Okay, just this ties into kind of what's going on here in Maryland too with uh, one of Ben Davis's uh, buddies, a really good Christian man in the military. He's getting ready to get court-martialed. Hang here. on, folks. Ben Davis. Remember, Ben Davis is the is the captain in the is the Air Force. I'm what it won't take the vaccination. Well, uh, another guy similar to that, our Craig is is actually going to be court-martialed. Has a hearing court-martialed because he would not take it. Go ahead, Craig. I'm just trying to bring him up to date there. Yeah, so hey, this is in Aberdeen, Maryland. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're putting uh, some things together here for Salt and Light Brigade, and you know, Ben's been talking with Ben, trying to, you know, assist what we can do um, to bolster up the numbers. You know, we're gonna be standing outside the gate to, to the Aberdeen Proving Grounds and wave our little signs, and uh, you know, maybe do a few other things as they. You know go what Gideon did? Get, Gideon shown, shown, Gideon shown light and made noise. That's what he did, right? That's right. Yeah, and you, and people can actually come in and sit in a courtroom too. So. <laughs> It's kind of like doing the same thing that, you know, we're doing with Paul, yes. except it's in person. So, uh, well, A, we need to be in prayer for him. But, you know, 
just looking at his case and Paul's case, this is the fallacy of it. It's like you write a letter so I can deny it and we'll move on. That's this is the game they're playing. That's right. That's why they play. No no religious exemptions in the military. That's a game. A chaplain in the military can't get a religious exemption. This we're we're playing the game, just and we need to wake up. So, Craig, look here in this article by about Dr. Paul Goslin. It's up on the screen right there. Uh, Thanks, Polly, for sending it to me, Mike. Polly, I don't know if you guys want to chime in on this. Last Thursday, it says down at the bottom on the screen, more than 150 people listened to the public hearing held over Zoom. Now, Paul, they didn't like that, did they? They didn't like 150 people listening to it over Zoom. (laughs) They're not patting themselves on the back. They're trying to wonder, who are these 150 people who are listening? Well, yeah, and I have to say, if you if you if you watch carefully, I was on my phone and I was getting some good intel from the people who were watching my my uh, my Christian node in the network called uh, the Christian Revolution and main stand yeah. up and and uh, like Vinny and, and people are feeding me stuff and you know I don't know if you realize this but uh, you know the definition of Babel was exactly with that demon in front of me with the uh, Bluetooth on. Did you notice she had a Bluetooth on? I did, yes. Bluetooth. You know, and they kept shutting off and letting her answer the question. And she was talking, and I couldn't understand it because it was babble. It was bullshit. And, you know, when I got, when I got, uh, they tried to get me into the Masons, one of the things is they want to know your best bullshit. And I'm thinking, my God, these people really practice the art of bullshit. They're like inhuman. And by the way, she had that she it had pronouns at the end of his name. Yeah, I thought it was the most amazing thing. She had her name and then her pronouns were she and hit her. Amazing. Oh, by the way, she's teaching students. She's the primary yeah. teacher at the medical school. Uh, I got something else to show you on that. Mel, come on in. Yeah, just something quick. I just think they've picked the argument that they think they can win. They looked at the whole thing and they picked the, you know, the the part they think they can win. Yeah. And that is that Paul was a lousy doctor. He gave them a medical exemption without doing a, uh, folks, a medical exemption without doing an examination. If somebody picks up, this is still the United States of America. If somebody says, uh, uh, Dr. Goslin, I get sick at my stomach when I think about taking a shot, folks, that is a medical exemption. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> That's a medical exemption. Oh, well, my God. If you do a telemedicine phone call, you're not physically examining somebody. No, no. Well, by the way, those same people can go into CVS and get one from some girl working behind the counter. <laughs> it's so it's so screwed up and convoluted. I'm telling you. Come on in, Jack. Uh, one of the one of the things that's going on here is the medical profession controls the doctors and the people with the administrative um, nightmare. So Paul has to hire three people in order to uh, meet all their requirements so that he has to charge so much, so he has to take insurance, so he has to be involved in the whole thing, so he's totally controlled. It's an administrative. Most medical costs have actually not increased. All administrative costs have gone a 1,000%. Well, it's a manipulation, saw, and it goes well, back saw, to the money. We saw in the hearing they were upset that Paul didn't have 15 people working for him, keeping track of every one of his bills and every one of his uh, payments of they, they were really, really upset by that. Like it's any of their business again, right, folks? This control, this beast that wants to control everything. Myra, come on in. Which in regard to Craig, um, Paul, Dr. Gosselin, I say, break your role. And we're reading Psalm 58, 6 to 9. Break their teeth of God in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. So, Paul, kind of wrap it up here for, for us, Paul. Uh, what's what's next? Now, listen, don't give out any valuable information. From their standpoint, what's next? They're not going to like what they get. 
that's that's all I can say. You know, it's really, you know, I'm not a lawyer, and my lawyers have their own agendas, and I have to kind of seed them all the time of where I want to go with this. But the bottom line is, and I don't mind telling them, I don't want part of that club. I don't want to be associated with a license. That means I'm a prick, a, a heartless prick that doesn't care about people. That's just not me. And, uh, you know, they're still focused on this license hanging over my head, which causes them a great deal of distress because I don't care about it. And they should know that. (laughs) Oh, we're we're talking about people here who are for the slaughtering of unborn children, right? They want to talk, they want to call themselves doctors and talk about medicine. And they're supporting, Paul, they're supporting the slaughter of unborn babies. They're supporting the mutilation of little boys who think they're little girls and little girls who think they're little boys. This is, this is who these medical organizations are. This is what they support folks. And these are the ones who are riding herd sitting over the top of of Paul Goslin telling him he's been a bad boy, Paul, bad boy, Paul, bad boy. A coach. Did you hear her compare the letters with sending somebody for an abortion? I don't know if anybody heard that, but that was a uh, bird whistle for me. And you know what? I, I think they were very distressed by the fact I had that hat on. Thank you, Coach. Oh, I think so, too. I think so, too. Hey, okay, okay, good, Paul. So we uh, got another hearing coming up here in a month, but you're doing some stuff in between. Keep the prayers going for, for, for Paul. Myra went through something. She had a hearing. Folks, listen, they're going to, you're peculiar people. They're going to be coming after you. Do you understand? It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. We have to be prepared for this kind of stuff. So Myra, if I understand, Myra had a hearing, but they didn't like it very well. Also that Myra had some people listening in on the Zoom call and they basically shut it down. Right, Myra? That is correct. They, um, I think, they got scared and also um, some brave uh, people from the huddle uh, made some questions uh, to them, which I was not privileged to hear because they controlled <laughs> everything. Uh, yeah. It matters when we show up. Myra's, uh, com- com- uh, My- Myra's totally confident and committed to the Lord. I got something. I'm going to switch gears hey, on you. Hey, as soon as could, Cap- I just, could I have one yeah. thing about Lieutenant Bashaw? Okay, and this yeah. ties into what you're saying here. This is this, this is the week. guy who's being court martialed. This guy being court martialed. Go ahead. Right. This is his commanding officer. This is an authority issue. Okay. His commanding officer sent him the list of what he needs to pack for Fort Leavenworth. Told him to go to the PX and get the stuff before he's even. So they're, they're going to find him guilty before they've heard him, and they're telling him to be prepared, be prepared to be found guilty. Right. You know what you need as a uh, packing list for Fort Leavenworth. That's and all he did was refuse to take the vaccination. Is that right? Well, I mean, it's a little bit deeper than that. He refused yep. to, to leave a building mass. But the thing is, is he's, he's shown that through the Emergency Use Act, none of this stuff is approved. Therefore, they can't do it. He's basically got them by their own rules. But the thing is, they don't play by their own rules. No. That's the problem. It's an no, authority, that's it's authority issue here, Coach. And that's, that's, right. what it's it's down to. that's why we always got to keep an eye on him. Kathy, then Joseph, and then I'm switching gears. Go, Kathy. Hey, Jack, Coach, your hands fill up. I just wanted to say that in that meeting with Myra, um, it was kind of funny because I think there was some kind of spiritual attack that went against them because something really strange happened, and they what? all got freaked out. And That's what then, Psalm says. That's what yeah, the Psalm teaches, right? Yeah, and then right after that, uh, someone in the huddle, I, I can't remember who it was, asked the question uh, about the – the criminal charges against Myra and they shut it right down right after that. They said, we're not going to make those public. And right after that, they shut the meeting down under and- the cover. By, by the way, they, by the way, they tried Jesus in, 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 in silence and darkness as well. Didn't they? They tried Jesus in private. See folks, we have to shine, do what Gideon did, shine light and make noise, shine light and make noise. It's the only way we can expose those bugs make them scatter into the darkness again. Joe Allen, come on in. Coach, that's the same process what Craig just mentioned that they were doing to my son. But his supervisors didn't realize 
he had two days to reenlist, so he retired. It, it stopped <laughs> him. It stopped him in the tracks. Amen. Not everybody has that luxury. Amen. Randy. Coach, if you remember when Jesus healed on the Sabbath, they made it a legal issue also. They didn't make it a religious issue. They went to the legal system to win. So this is what the military is doing. This is what the, the medical system is doing. They're not, they're not, they can't win at the religious nope. issue. They have to win it on an authority or, or a legal issue. Yep, yep. That's why, the, that's why the authority of God is so important, is it not? That's the way I see it. Clay, then, then I'm changing gears. I've got to get this in. Go, Clay. All right, two little things. <clears throat> One, they kept calling that a vaccination, and Dr. Paul, uh, he, he was telling them that, they, that he does not know what is in this vaccination. So there's no way he can recommend somebody to get something that he doesn't know the ingredients for. And number two is they're mandating that these people get this injection, and they're not doing any more than Dr. Paul did. No, that, of course not. Any, they're not getting any information on these people before they mandate it. No, of course not. Of course not. Folks, there's not – this goes back to Hillary Clinton. All we want is equal justice. We just want to be treated the same way. I got an article. I don't have time to get it up here today. Maybe I'll get to it tomorrow. To show how they how the CDC is on both sides of the same issue. They use this argument in this case and this argument in this case. Opposite arguments depending on which one they need to use in which situation. You know why? Because the foundations have been destroyed and there is no righteousness and there's no right and wrong anymore. Foundations have been destroyed. So I want to I'm gonna uh, two things. This 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 dovetail may maybe it won't seem like it to you. I, I've, I have myself, personally, the Dobbin Meyer house, my wife's over here. She snuck down into our multi-million dollar bunker. And my wife's over there. The Dobbin Meyer house will never again celebrate Easter Sunday. Never again. Now, I'll call it Resurrection Sunday. I can go with that. I'm not going to play into that game anymore. I'm not going to celebrate Good Friday anymore. I watched Chuck Missler. I watched Professor Toto. I watched about five different videos this weekend that I know without a doubt Easter is pagan. Anybody with me? Easter is pagan. The entire Amen. holy week, the entire holy Amen. thing of the world is Amen. pagan. I will celebrate the resurrection of my Savior, but I will never again in my life take part in an Easter celebration, including sunrise service. I won't do it anymore. I'm not going to do Amen. it. Okay. That's just me. Now, I'm not mad at anybody else. I don't say you're a heathen. I'm just publicly stating the Dobbenmeyer house, I'll bring the shofar down here and blow it. I will never take part again in an Easter celebration. It's pagan. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Beth Ann Jackson all of a sudden wants in. Come on, Beth Ann. I just wanted to mention, I, I personally myself do not uh, celebrate any kind of Easter events or anything like that. However, no. my family, and this I know there's many of us out there, our families are not on board with that. They want to continue yep. to celebrate them. That's them. They have to answer for that. And that's something I just want to remind everybody. When I stand in front of God and he asks me why, he's not going to ask me why, because when I repented and I came to him, I didn't anymore. But that's Amen. something they have to worry about. And I don't have to. I can share with them my views on it, my thoughts. But that's where I have to leave it, not nag or anything. That's right. That God man passed by me. That God man passed by me. I can't go back to it. I cannot go back to it. Okay. I see the hands. I'm, I got to move on because I want to get this in. It's, it's important. Okay. Pull it up there. I'm, I got another one. I got another one. I, I, you guys want to strap in? You really want to fight a fight? You really want to fight a fight? I'm no longer calling them homosexuals. I'm no longer calling them uh, LBGTQRS. T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. I'm no longer using that language, and it's going to cause me a great deal of trouble. I know it, but I'm refusing to do it. I, From this point on, I am calling them, are you looking at me? Sexual deviants. Sexual deviants. You say, Coach, why are you going to do that? Because I'm going to Webster's Dictionary, and a deviation 
if a, devi a deviant is one who gives a deviation, okay? And what is a deviation? It is a wandering or turning aside from the right way, course, or line. Variation from a common or established rule. They are sexual deviants. They have standard deviation. They have walked off of the mark that they're supposed to be going on. They're not LGBTQRSTUVs. They are sexual deviants. Now, folks, folks, is deviant a bad word? Is that a bad word? Well, then why would we talk about standard deviations? If deviant deviation is a, not a bad word, or if it is a bad word, by wandering from the path of duty, want of conformity to the rules prescribed by God, error, sin, obliquity of conduct. They are deviants sexually. Okay? What does that mean? They've walked away from the established norm. They're sexual deviants. Folks, I, uh, my son is a sports deviant. He lives in Ohio, and he roots for Michigan. That's a deviation from the norm. He's a football deviant, right? I'm, uh, uh, Dale Socha and those guys down there, they eat crawdads. That's deviant. That's not normal. So Dale Socha is a, what, a lingu not linguistic, uh, dietary deviant. These people are sexual deviant. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Hmm? Do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the power of this? Now, they're going to make theirs. See, they're going to try to take the word deviation and make it a bad word. They can't, they can't do it. They can't. Just go, hey, real quick, Spence, go to dictionary.com. Dictionary.com. That's, that's a modern language website. Dictionary.com. And put in deviant. See what it says. Deviating or departing from the norm. You with me? Huh? Coach, what's the, what's the definition of pervert? Pervert. Wow. What is pervert or perversion? Pervert. Uh, to affect, to, to lead astray morally. To turn away from the right course. To lead into mental error or false judgment. They are sexual perverts. They're perverted. It's a per Amen. look at that. A person who practices sexual perversion. Folks, we've got to quit. They're doing everything they can to normalize this behavior, and it is not normal. But they're going to get mad when you say to them, Did I find it? Uh yeah, seven, number seven. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready for this one, folks? Sure you are. Number seven. Seven. Hey, I'm a peculiar person. More Americans are identifying as LBTQ than ever. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Well, first of all, L is one category. G is another category. B is another category. T is another category. Q is another category. It's like they put into they put into a basket um, uh, tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, onions, squash, pumpkins. And call them all vegetables or whatever. They all call them whatever. They, so, of course, their numbers are bigger. Of course, they're bigger. But what do they find out? Look at this. Gallup reported a jump to 4.5. They want to tell us now, I thought 10% of the population was gay. Well, now it's 4.5 Americans who identify as What? I thought it was 10%. Now, folks, 4.5. To 6% identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual. They've combined them all. They've combined the they've combined the tomatoes and the pumpkins and the squash, and they've combined them all so that the numbers will be up, right? Huh? The finding proves a steady rise in identification. Well, why would there be a steady rise? Because they're taking little young kids, scroll on down, scroll on down, little young kids, and it, are people newly GLBTQ or PS? Are they have PMS? Are they? Well, let's go on down and see. Several decades ago, look, it was illegal. It was illegal. It was illegal. Now we can't even say it's deviant. Scroll on down. Scroll on down. Come on. 
Come on. Oh, hey, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, my goodness. Leading the migration from the shadows is Gen Z. Young adults, 18 to 23, which in the poll count, that's 16% of all deviant sexual people. Well, wow. Wow. The majority of uh, deviant sexual people identify as bisexual. Really? Uh, what? Do you believe that? Folks, do you believe that 54.6% of Americans, oh, I'm sorry, Gallup reports reveal that the majority of uh, those sexual deviants identify 54% of them are bisexual. So half of those calling themselves LGBTQRS, they don't even care where they put their dinger. They don't even care. They just want to put it someplace. Half of them, right? Yet they call themselves homo. Following the majority, which identifies bisexual, poll shows that a nearly a quarter of them, of the adults, 24.5, identify as gay, followed by 11% as lesbian. Now, wait a minute. You see what they're doing? They're calling tomatoes green beans. And they're screwing us up with the numbers, folks. Can I tell you the truth? They're all sexual deviants. They are out of the norm. They are sexually perverted. It's out of the norm. Quickly, I got to do it. I got to I get in there. Pull, play up the grooming vid, number six, real quick. Grooming vid. Age at which teachers are allowed to groom kids. Make you feel real happy. Sexual deviance. Anybody with me? Sexual deviance. To the rainbow. To the rainbow. Of the not so typical gay camp. Of the not so typical gay camp. One camp. One camp. Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. We do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. I teach my students that there's a whole spectrum of gender identity. comment uh, on my classroom decor video about how parents might complain and there's actually a way to be really sneaky about supporting specifically queer students in your classroom. Dropping a pink triangle somewhere in your room makes a huge difference because kids look for that and so that's kind of a sneaky way to show your support if you're in an area that might that you might get some pushback on, but still want to make sure that you have things up that make your space inclusive. Have like, um, you know, like the LGBT uh, promotional, like, uh, this is a safe community kind of stuff, the rainbow stuff all up in my room. And I told them, I'm like, if you look around the room, that should give you an answer to your question. So I did officially tell them. Um, they, of course, went berserk. So instead of teaching social studies today, um, they just asked me a whole bunch of questions about being gay. So I think it was pretty well. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. Uh, we should be able to have discussions, and, and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten. And then personally, because, um, you know, my, my kids do have questions. They want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom, and I should be able to speak to that. People in my class are teaching us about Pride Month. So we've got a lot of art up here dedicated to Pride Month starting here in June.
It's because I'm the teacher that your parents warned you about. I'm the professor that's going to turn your kids leftist. Welcome. Uh -huh. Say, folks, join with me. Sexual deviance. There's nothing wrong with the word deviant. They think I'm a Christian deviant. They think I'm out of the norm. They want to call me a Christian deviant? I don't have any problem with it. I'm outside the standard deviation. I get it. Why can't I push for, uh, for Christian Deviant Day? Let's have one of those. Let's have a Christian Deviant Parade in downtown Columbus. No, 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 no. The devil's trying to take us over by exploding, giving the appearance of the numbers being greater than they are. No LGBTQRS, sexual deviance, every one of them. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.